When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, here we are again, episode 7 of Beyond Words. Tonight, I would like to continue to read one of my favorite English books called Charlotte's Web. It is truly one of my favorite books of all time. I have read it together with my students many, many times, and to be honest, I never get tired of it. Tonight, I would like to read chapter two. Before I start reading, I just want to say that I absolutely don't own any rights whatsoever to this book. I am simply sharing it with you guys here because it's an incredible book. I bought this book many years ago and I have given it as a present to friends and family many times. I strongly encourage you to buy it so that you can follow me as I read. As always, I will read to you, I will read with you, and I will explain some of the words that you see here as well. If you haven't heard the first chapter of this book, go to my second episode of this podcast. The episode is called Reading Books in English. Listen to it. It will help you a lot to understand the actual story. So, here we go. Chapter 2 of Charlotte's Web. Fern loved Wilbur more than anything. She loved to stroke him, to feed him, to put him to bed. Every morning, as soon as she got up, she warmed his milk tied his bib on and held the bottle for him. Every afternoon when the school bus stopped in front of her house, she jumped out and ran to the kitchen to fix another bottle for him. She fed him again at supper time and again just before going to bed. By the way guys, supper is another way of saying dinner. So usually in southern, in the southern states of the United States, people say supper, but also people who speak British English say supper rather than dinner. So supper time is dinner time. Mrs. Arable gave him a feeding around noontime each day when Fern was away in school. Wilbur loved his milk, and he was never happier than when Fern was warming up a bottle for him. He would stand and gaze up at her with adoring eyes. For the, few, for the first few days of his life, Wilbur was allowed to live in a box near the stove in the kitchen. Then, when Mrs. Arable complained, he was moved to a bigger box in the woodshed. 
At two weeks of age, he was moved outdoors. It was apple blossom time, and the days were getting warmer. Mr. Arable fixed a small yard, specially for Wilbur, under an apple tree. And... Sorry about that. And gave him a large wooden box full of straw with a doorway cut in so he could walk in and out as he pleased. Won't he be cold at night? asked Firm. No, said her father. You watch and see what he does. Carrying a bottle of milk, Fern sat down under the apple tree inside the yard. Wilbur ran to her and she held the bottle for him while he sucked. When he had finished the last drop, he grunted and walked sleepily into the box. Fern peered through the door. Wilbur was poking the straw with his snout. So when you hear this word snout, think about the nose of a pig. Okay, that's a snout. S-N-O-U-T. In a short time, he had dug a tunnel in the straw. He crawled into the tunnel and disappeared from sight, completely covered with straw. Fern was enchanted. Enchanted means, you know, when you're just very content, when you're just in love, when you're feeling really good. So Fern was enchanted. And by the way, guys, I, I, I hope that you can see at this point that Fern, which is, um, or I should say Fern, who is a very important character in this book, has developed this very warm and special relationship with this little runt. Okay, remember in my second episode, I talked about the word runt. It's a tiny, tiny little pig baby. So Fern loves Wilbur, the little pig, the little runt. But also we start to see that the pig really loves her too. Fern was enchanted. It relieved her mind to know that her baby would sleep covered up and would stay warm. Every morning after breakfast, Wilbur walked out to the road with Fern and waited with her till the bus came. She would wave goodbye to him and he would stand and watch the bus until it vanished around a turn. While Fern was in school, Wilbur was shut up inside his yard. But as soon as she got home in the afternoon, she would take him out and he would follow her around the place. If she went into the house, Wilbur went too. If she went upstairs, Wilbur would wait at the bottom step until she came down again. If she took her doll for a walk in the doll carriage, Wilbur followed along. Sometimes on these journeys, Wilbur would get tired and Fern would pick him up and put him in the carriage alongside the doll. He liked this. 
and if he was very tired, he would close his eyes and go to sleep under the doll's blanket. He looked cute when his eyes were closed because his lashes were so long. The doll would close her eyes too and Fern would wheel the carriage very slowly and smoothly so as not to wake her infants. One warm afternoon, Fern and Avery put on bathing suits and went down to the brook for a swim. Wilbur tagged along at Fern's heels. You see, Wilbur tagged along, which means in English, Wilbur came with them, he walked with them, he tagged along. When she waded into the brook, Wilbur waded in with her. He found the water quite cold, too cold for his liking. So while the children swam and played and splashed water at each other, Wilbur amused himself in the mud along the edge of the brook, where it was warm and moist and delightfully sticky and oozy. Every day was a happy day, and every night was peaceful. Wilbur was what farmers call a spring pig, which simply means that he was born in springtime. So guys, I, I want to kind of repeat one more time. I hope that at this point you guys can see that a very, very special relationship is developing between Fern and um, this little runt, this little pig called Wilbur. They truly care so much about each other. They are so kind to each other and they take such good care of each other. Now you might say, but why would someone write a book about a pig and a girl and the girl is in love with this pig? Well, listen, whenever you read books, you can have your own interpretation of the book, right? But I also think that there is a specific interpretation that the writer of the book wants to share with us. And I think that interpretation is, as you can see, he focuses so much on this relationship between human beings and animals. And by the way, as we continue to read this book, I really hope that I won't get emotional because this book has made me cry so many times. I think it's such a beautiful story. Anyway, it's a very special relationship between Fern, a young girl, and a little pig. Why would the writer focus on this relationship? I think because the writer wants us to think. Why is it so easy for us humans to kill an animal but it's not as easy for us to kill a human being of course if you ask me I don't think we should kill animals nor human beings of course right but many times we do I mean we eat animals to survive right I mean I'm not a vegetarian I eat animals I love meat right? So in order to get that meat, we have to kill the animal, right? But in this story, we have a young girl 
who is fighting so hard so far to save the life of this little pig, which her father wanted to kill at the beginning of the story, if you remember. Yeah? I also think this last sentence here is very interesting. Wilbur was what farmers call a spring pig, which simply means that he was born in springtime. I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think that the author specifically chose springtime as the season when Wilbur was born. Because if you really think about it, springtime represents life. It represents new beginnings. It represents green leaves, right? It represents that circle of life which is starting once again. Does that make sense? When he was five weeks old, Mr. Arable said he was now big enough to sell and would have to be sold. Fern broke down and wept. By the way, you know what to cry means? But what about to weep? W-E-E-P. To weep means to cry. So Fern broke down and wept. Fern broke down and cried. Why? Because you see her father is telling her, well, he is five weeks old now and now he's big enough to sell. Okay? But her father was firm about it. He was serious about it. Wilbur's appetite had increased. He was beginning to eat scraps of food in addition to milk. Mr. Arable was not willing to provide for him any longer. He had already sold Wilbur's ten brothers and sisters. He's got to go, Fern, he said. You have had your fun raising a baby pig, but Wilbur is not a baby any longer, and he has to go. He has, no, he has got to be sold. Call up the Zuckermans, suggested Mrs. Arable to Fern. Your uncle Homer sometimes raises a pig, and if Wilbur goes there to live, you can walk down the road and visit him as often as you like. How much money should I ask for him? Fern wanted to know. Well, said her father, he's a runt. Tell your Uncle Homer you've got a pig you'll sell for six dollars and see what he says. It was soon arranged. Fern phoned and got her Aunt Edith and her Aunt Edith hollered for Uncle Homer and Uncle Homer came in from the barn and talked to Fern. When he heard that the price was only six dollars, he said he would buy the pig. Next day, Wilbur was taken from his home under the apple tree and went to live in a manure pile in the cellar of Zuckerman's barn. That's the end of the second chapter, guys. And so we can see that something a little dramatic happened here. 
Fern's father said, well, your pig is five weeks old now and we're going to sell him. I cannot give him food. I cannot feed him every day. And of course, she got really sad. So she tried, she started to cry. She wept. But her father did not give up. He was serious about what he said. However, her father said, well, you can go to my brother's house. You can go to your uncle's house, right? Okay, and ask him if he would like to buy Wilbur. If he buys Wilbur, then you can go and visit him every day. So she goes out there. She talks to her uncle and her uncle and aunt say, sure, we're going to buy your pig. So they buy the pig and the next day Wilbur was taken from his home under the apple tree and he went to live in a manure pile. You know what a manure pile is? Basically, it's a cow poop. So now you might say, hmm, what is the writer trying to tell us here? Well, he's trying to remind us that life is not always perfect, right? You see, Wilbur's life started really nicely. He was living under the apple tree. Everything was nice and peaceful. But now there are some changes happening in his life. And suddenly he has to live in a pile of poop. I hope you, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to leave you uh, with this, with these thoughts. As always, go back and listen to this again. It's perfect if you have the text in front of you. If you follow the text, highlight the words, go back and listen again, go back and listen again, practice, and that's how you learn. Okay? Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I will see you very, very soon with another episode and another chapter of Charlotte's Web. Thank you, guys.